We all know that dwelling on the past is an absolute waste of energy. However, we also have advice that we would have loved to give our younger selves. To celebrate my birthday week, I am going to talk about 20 things that I wish I knew in my 20s on this episode of the Budget Babe podcast. Some are financial and some are just general advice. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Budget Babe podcast. This is Ella, and I'm here to talk about living your best life without breaking your bank. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Budget Babe podcast. Ella here, and I just want to start off this episode just acknowledging that so far I have had an amazing week. So many people don't love their birthday. I'm going to shamelessly admit that I do love my birthday. It's just a great chance to connect with people. Even during the pandemic, I was able to celebrate my birthday all weekend. I had two socially distanced gatherings and it was each had six of my closest friends. And I also treated myself the first time to a float at Float Alchemy. They have locations in Nashville and Murfreesboro, and it is such a treat. Um, I'm in a book club with the owner of Float Alchemy, and I got to try cryotherapy where you are in a basically a cold tank and they use nitrogen. It's great for your muscles if you're someone that's exercising a lot. Great for muscle relaxation. And then I also did a float. Basically, I got to lay in warm water for over an hour in pitch dark and not hear a sound other than the beating of my heart. It's what I imagine being in the womb would feel like. Super relaxing. But biggest thing is I got to celebrate with dinner last night and I got to go grab drinks with some friends on Saturday. And I'm just so so incredibly grateful to be surrounded by so many positive people in my life. And that is my friends here in Nashville. That includes my family, even my friends that live back in East Tennessee that I don't see very often. I'm just so grateful for the positive people in my life and that these are people that are motivating me, inspiring me, cheering me on and showing gratitude towards me since it's my birthday. I think that's another reason I love my birthday is people come out to your birthday and show how much they appreciate having you in their life. And other people's birthdays are the same thing. You get to show people how grateful you are that the other person was born. So again, I love my birthday. And it's kind of got me thinking to do a birthday special if you will, for Budget Babe. And what I thought I would do is give you guys 20 things, 20 pieces of advice that I would have given to myself in my 20s. I got the idea from a Facebook group that I'm in where a girl posted, she said, hey, if anyone's in their 30s, let me know what advice you'd give to someone in their 20s. And I saw a whole strand of information, just so many great advice from other people, 
what they they would say stuff like don't get married until your 30s don't uh, save your money of course i love that kind of advice pay attention to your energy well i came up with 20 different things that i would tell someone in their 20s and most people that listen to this podcast are in their around the age 24 between the ages 24 to 35 and i also have people you know younger than that i've got all different age varieties that listen to the podcast according to the statistics listed on Anchor. But hey, I'm excited to bring these tips to you. And I also welcome any tips that you guys would have, anything that you would add. Feel free to engage this on my Instagram, Elliconomic, or email me at Elliconomic at gmail.com. I would love to hear what advice you would give to yourself in your teens, 20s, 30s, whenever. But let's go ahead and get started. I've got the first piece of advice, and this is super important. I talk about this a lot, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it again. And the first piece of advice that I would have told myself in my 20s, my early 20s, is that we're not designed to compete or compare ourselves to other people. I had a whole episode on the toxicity of comparison. And it comes from, we do tend to compare ourselves against other people or compete because we want to be better at what we do. But realistically, you are meant to be you. Nothing is more true than being the best version of you. And I think a lot of the comparison comes from being conditioned. When you're a kid, you're going to be compared to your friends. When you're in a classroom setting, maybe when you're a younger kid, you're being compared to other people, look at how everyone else is behaving or seeing what grade somebody else got. It just kind of comes, if you have siblings, you may be compared to them a lot. You know, our society, we do that. We kind of compare and contrast each other and there's just no point in it because we're all called differently in life. We all have different passions. We are all unique. We all have unique fingerprints. And that is just something that needed to be embraced. That's something I wish I would have embraced more in my 20s. I was bullied in high school, picked on in middle school. And I remember going into college. I just wanted to fit in. I just wanted to find a group of people. I just wanted to be cool. And I was able to kind of pull that off for a while. But at the same time, I wasn't the happiest. I was the skinniest. I, you know, made sure that I had always looked put together, always had makeup on, but I wasn't necessarily the happiest version of myself. And that is super important to know because that's something that you carry on throughout life, knowing, looking back, knowing that I was a different version of myself, that I wasn't being true. And You know, if you're not being the most authentic version of yourself, and if you don't feel comfortable with that, how are you going to be happy with where you're at? So that's just something I want to repeatedly tell, I want to repeatedly tell myself in my 20s is it doesn't matter what other people are doing. I need to know what Ella Catherine's passions are, what, where my heart was. So we're not designed to compare and always choose community over competition. And that is very possible. In my 20s, I didn't think that was super possible because I felt like everything was a competition. But there is more more and more of us wanting community over competition. I can get into more details of that, some of the other pieces of advice. The second, age is an illusion. I feel like almost every 
every year in my 20s, I felt like I needed to be at a certain place in my life. I needed to be at a certain, I had to have, had to have a certain title at work, that I needed to have certain things, or I needed to have, you know, get a promotion by then. I needed to live in a house by a certain time instead of renting an apartment. I remember in my late 20s, I thought I was too old to have a roommate. I did. I let one of my friends stay with me and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I worked too hard for this. But timelines are malarkey. Timelines are poppycock. Told growing up that you need to have this certain milestone at a certain point in your life. Well, the milestones that you reach are when you are comfortable reaching them. A lot of people are now saying, don't get married until your 30s. I can see that. I mean, I look at myself in my 20s and even now I'm like, am I really ready to share my life with somebody? But back then I was told, oh no, you better hurry up. You're not getting any younger. I mean, there's just so much that society tells us, so much poppycock as Sheldon Cooper would call it, that society feeds to us that we need to be at a certain milestone at a certain point in time. Maybe you're in your corporate job. Maybe you're being pressured into going for a senior level position, a management position, executive, and maybe that's just not where your heart is. Maybe you enjoy being, you know, in the position that you're in. Maybe you're in sales and you make more money than people in management, or maybe you just like what you're doing at your current job. And then you want to be able to keep your work at work and not have the additional responsibilities. I mean, just, Really, any milestone they throw at you, people tell you that you should go ahead and start having kids. I saw this meme that said, had showed a single woman, and it said, okay, have you finally found somebody? And then shows her and her boyfriend. It says, okay, when are you getting married? Then she gets married. Shows you know, a picture of him, her in the white dress, her in the groom tuxedo. And it says, okay, when are you having kids? There's always going to be people pressuring you and telling you what's best for your life, but the only person that knows what's best for your life and that the time that you're in is you. So find your own happiness. Don't let other people put their timelines into your life because timelines are, again, malarkey. Number three, true friends do not criticize you, tease you, or try to compete with you or one-up you. And this is super important because I... I remember maybe about seven years ago, I started doing pole dancing as my workout. It's something I've always wanted to try. And for those of you who don't know, pole dancing is portrayed a certain way by society as, you know, being only for strippers. But pole dancing is a workout. It, you know, works out your entire body. It is a form of dance. A lot of pole dancers are former ballerinas, gymnasts. A lot of them are, you know, wanting to up their Pilates game. There's so many reasons to pole dance, and it is a fun, rewarding workout. I have to have fun when I'm working out. I love to dance. This was perfect for me. When I started taking classes on a regular basis, when I got the unlimited membership, yeah, I got teased. I had people just say, oh, well, you're going to go on that pole, or you know, go out downtown at night. Hey, you're going to get on that pole? Are you going to try to get on stage and entertain us? I mean, just so many comments that I got, so much hateful comments I got around pole dancing. And 
I would call people out on it. Somebody asked me if I, moon, if I was moonlighting as a stripper. I said, absolutely not. But if you want to, if that's a career choice you want to make, I'll make sure and get the get you connected to the right person. And she's like, whoa, whoa, I'm just joking. But the thing is, from someone I really care about, I'm not going to say anything negative or hurtful to them, at least not on purpose. So if somebody's constantly picking on you or criticizing you, they are projecting their own insecurities upon you. So it's okay to feel compassionate about that. It's okay to have compassionate for them, knowing that if they're making fun of the way you look, making fun of your favorite activity, what sports team you like, whatever they're making fun of, they're projecting their own insecurities onto you, but you don't have to give them your time. It's absolutely necessary to set those boundaries and say, hey, if you can't say anything positive about me, then I don't want to be around you. Say that. Practice saying that to other people. I've had to do that, and I've had to cut ties from people just because they thought it was, you know, it's funny to make jokes about me. Another thing I got teased about was loving my job. I worked in technology, and I basically got paid to take new devices that weren't on the market yet to stores and show what these devices could do. And people made fun of me for that. They're like, Oh, little Miss LG girl. She's so passionate about her job. And, oh, she's just going in and talking about phones and showing off her cameras. You know, she's always got to talk about and brag about what she has. And that's not what I was doing. I really loved the job. I really loved working in technology. And I loved having the latest and greatest thing and getting paid to talk about it. But, again, I got teased for that as well. So another note on that, if things that you're getting teased for, the other person is envying about you. So they may not envy the specific thing they're teasing you about, but they might envy your passion for what you do, that whatever it is you're doing is making you happy. But just remember that your true friends and people who belong in your life are people that are going to motivate you and encourage you and make you want to be the best version of yourself and not the people who tease or criticize you. Number four, this kind of ties into it. So pay attention to your energy and situation and who pay attention to your energy and how it feels around certain people. So this may not even be anything personal, but if you're around somebody that's constantly talking about their relationship drama, if they're constantly gossiping about other people, that's going to drain your energy down. Or if you're around somebody that's kind of in your business that you, you know, wants to know everything about you and you just don't feel comfortable talking about, or if they're trying to, make you feel bad about a situation. They're like, oh, well, how do you, how do you really feel about traveling for work? Oh, that sucks. You've got to, you're out of town next week. People that kind of bring your energy down, limit your time with those people. And just in situations of where you're around, you've just got to set boundaries around your energy. So pay attention to your energy levels in situations like that. I remember, in, I guess in my twenties, I was surrounded by, not surrounded by, but I would occasionally meet people who are trying to one-up me. If I get a new laptop, they have to talk about their new laptop and how it's bigger than better than mine. Or if I, you know, move into a new house, they got to talk about how their house is bigger and better. So stay away from one-uppers, stay away from people who always have a lot of drama, always want to, you know, complain about their exes or complain about other people that judge other people. A lot of times that they're complaining about other people or judging other people, the reality is they're probably talking about you. So just pay attention to your energy or people that, and this may not be 
out of maliciousness, but people that are always sad, always negative, you know, just seeing the dark side of everything, you've got to limit your space around that. So you want to be around people who see the positive, who choose joy, because you want to be that person that chooses joy as well. Five, the time you spend with yourself is a treasure. Let me tell, let me kind of elaborate on this. So I have a job where I'm traveling around a lot and I'm traveling, driving around by myself. Being by myself has allowed me to get to know myself and get to know what I really like. And I'm basically enjoy my own company. That is important. You've got to be comfortable spending time by yourself and find things that you enjoy. Last year, I took a plunge. I went on a, I guess a leisure trip because I've traveled by myself for work some, but I went on a leisure trip by myself. I just went to Boston, stayed in a hotel by myself, went touring by myself. And yeah, it felt a little strange at first because I was used to traveling with groups of people. I was used to traveling for work, but this was the first solo trip I took. And the best part was, guess who made the agenda? Me. Guess who chose where I was going to eat? Guess who chose which tour I was going to go on to? Me. If I didn't, and I know I was getting to learn the subway system in Boston, so I didn't really get to do everything I wanted to do in time. And there were routes on the subway that were closed. But guess what? I also got to forgive myself for it. I didn't have anyone to be mad at me because you know, I didn't really have a thorough plan. I just went to Boston and I explored. And that was one of the best things I did. It was something that I did for myself to treat myself. And I know so many people that don't want to spend time by themselves that won't even go out to eat by themselves. If I'm traveling for work, of course I go out to eat by myself. I'll sit down and have a nice meal. It's amazing. And it also opens you up traveling by yourself, eating out by yourself, or even trying a new activity by yourself it opens you up to meeting other people who share the same interests as you. So don't be afraid to spend time by yourself. Number six. All right. This one is related to the budgeting portion of the podcast. Number six is wealth is in, is not in what you earn, but how you manage it. I, there were times where I was in my late twenties and I always wondered why I was always having to uh, having to cut corners on things, and I felt like I had more financial freedom in an entry level job. Like I never ran out of money having an entry level job, but that's because of how I managed the money. So it wasn't necessarily what I earned, but how I managed and how I prioritized it. That's why I'm so passionate about budgeting because whether you're making six figures a year, if you're an entry level job, or if you're in the middle of it. Having a budget is what is going to empower you and where you get the most out of your money. It's also going to help you find other ways to make money. So that's why I'm so passionate about budgeting. And people who feel like they, and I've seen this time and time again, just with friends, where they get new jobs, get a promotion, and okay, they all of a sudden they have to move into a new house or they have to buy a new car. They feel like they have to have certain things to show for what they make. Your money's personal. It's your business, what's in your bank account. So you do not have to show off your money to anyone. Your money is for you to enjoy, not for anyone else to be impressed by. Number seven goes kind of like along the lines of the last one, but you do not need a designer handbag, designer watch, 
or expensive clothes to look sharp. In fact, when you're doing a business presentation or you're, when you're dressing to impress, the clothing that you wear, yes, it's a first impression, but who's really going to know if you bought that suit from Nordstrom or TJ Maxx? Who's really going to know you can look sharp without that, especially if you're in sales too, you may not want to be too flashy. You may not want to have a Chanel bag. I mean, if you want to, that's your choice, but it can also kind of give off the wrong impression that you're that you're money hungry or greedy. But I promise you, you do not need, if you want to carry the designer handbag, that's one thing, but you do not need it. I get more compliments on my $30 TJ Maxx purses than I did the Kate Spade bags that everyone else has. So if you want a higher end purse or something that looks sharp, you don't have to buy the designer tag. So you don't need the designer clothes to look sharp. And also how you dress is just a small portion of it. People are going to pick up on your energy. So in the professional world, people pick up on the energy give. And also something else just worth saying is nowadays you're not required in most companies to wear the stuffy business suits. So praise the Lord for that. <laughs> but dressing business casual and dressing nice does not mean you have to pay a high, high price. Number eight, let's go. Credit cards, if used at all, should only be for emergencies. Don't use credit cards to earn points. Credit cards, you know, shouldn't be used to pay your bills. You should already have that in your budget as it is and never let someone pressure you to using your credit card. Just an example, I had a conversation with a friend about seven years ago about how I wanted to travel to Europe and I needed to save the money for it. And she's like, why don't you just put on a credit card and go? You can always make more money, but you're never going to have the experience to travel, which honestly you know, you still have your whole life ahead of you. But my thing is, if I want to go on a trip, I want that trip to be paid for with cash, paid for ahead of time, and then not have to worry about it later on. I'm going to enjoy that trip in the moment and not have to think about how to pay for it, you know, after the fact. So people tell you to go ahead and use the credit card and pay for it later. That's not always the best decision. Now, again, Budgeting is not a one-size-fits-all thing, but if you ask me, cash is the queen, and you know people say credit is king, it's not. Use a credit card for emergencies. Never charge more than what you can pay back because you don't want... Remember, when I first got my job and got a huge pay increase, a lot of my bonuses went towards paying off credit card debt. I didn't even get to enjoy them. So your money is to be something for you to be generous with. It is to pay your bills and it's also to be enjoyed. And you can't enjoy it if you're paying for something that you've already purchased. And if you're living, paying for something that's in your past, so to say. So yeah, credit cards, last resort, if a resort at all. Number nine, never be ashamed of your dreams. Just be unapologetic about what you want. If I, and there was something about before I started this podcast, a fear of mine was to tell people, I was like, well, I'm going to start a podcast. 
they're like, oh, sure. Okay, whatever. You know, some people kind of, and I've even had people say, oh yeah, you have a podcast. That's nice. Well, what do you really do for a living? I'm like, well, you know, I have this corporate job and I have, you know, my side hustle and I, I but I do a lot of things and, you know, what really identifies what you are in life is your passions. So never be ashamed to go for what you're after. I do remember when I was in high school, I told people that I wanted to be a DJ or an MTV VJ, that I wanted to be an entertainer. And it was kind of like, okay, now be more realistic about it. But little did I know back in high school, there would be so many platforms such as podcasting and YouTube, TikTok, whatever you choose, where I really could entertain people. And no, I don't do this for a living, but I get to do this. This is something I wanted to do, whether I got paid for it or not. Let's get to share with other people. So if you have a dream, find a way to do your dream. If you want to be an actor or stand-up comedian, do some short clips on YouTube or Instagram. If you want to be a teacher, maybe start out teaching Sunday school to kids, or if you, you know, you're in your thirties and you decide you want to go back in the medical field, you can still do that. You can take the courses that you need. You can get Pell Grants. You can become a nurse. I mean, there's, there's always a way to what you want to do. I've known people become nurses in their sixties. I had a vet technician that became, she was a nurse for most of her career and decided she wanted to work with animals. So later in life, she decided to become a veterinary technician. And she is excellent at what she does because she's passionate about it. So it's never too late to go for your dreams. If you're called into ministry later in life, that happened to my mom. She got called into ministry later in life, and then she went to pursue that. So if you have a dream, be unapologetic about it. Go for it. You don't have to explain it to anyone else because guess what? It's your life and you get to live it. And number 10 talk about exercising, something else I'm very passionate about. So don't look at exercise as something you have to do for vanity or for weight loss, even for getting your health and heart rate. I mean, yes, those things are important, but exercise is just a form of self-care. That's all it is. So whatever form of exercise that you do, for me, it's yoga, pole dancing, aerial, or just going on long walks. But that form of exercise is something I enjoy and something I get pleasure out of. So focus on the pleasure and not the pain. Um, it just The reason I say this is because I have a lot of friends that love doing the boot camps and the gladiators and, you know, doing yoga inside of a basic sauna. <laughs> something that just doesn't sound appealing to me, but they enjoy it. Running, if you see me running, that means some psychopath is chasing me. So please call the cops if you see me running. But other people enjoy that. So whenever you're working out, focus on the pleasure and the good feeling you get from working out and not the pain and endurance. So if you're focusing on the pain, if you're not necessarily worried about the pain, that means you're probably punishing yourself for what you ate or you're just putting your body through something because you feel like you have to or if you've got a vanity, a goal in mind. So just find the exercise that's self-care to you. Me, it's like a 30-minute yoga YouTube video every morning, going on long walks, or just finding something fun, taking hip-hop dance classes. Find something that you're going to enjoy if when you exercise. Not if you exercise, but when you exercise. Eleven. This is especially 
um, essential for my 20s, YOLO. A YOLO is a statement that people make before they do something reckless. When you take shots of cheap liquor, YOLO. If you're staying out too late, well, I don't need sleep, YOLO. If you're trusting the wrong people, YOLO. Yeah, you only live once. And that is a better reason. You only live once is just justification for not making stupid decisions. So you're making an impulse buy because you only live once. Going on a trip you really don't need to go on because you only live once. Staying out too late. Drinking excessively because, oh my gosh, you only live once. No, you're actually putting yourself in more misery when you make reckless decisions and justify it by saying that you only live once. You only live once, so take care of yourself and make better decisions that your future self will thank you for. Number 12, this kind of goes alongside the yellow, but it is okay to say no. Sometimes saying no is the best yes to yourself. Just an example, if I would have been okay saying no or refusing shots, I would have drinking probably less than three-fourths of the alcohol that I consumed or one-fourth of the alcohol I consumed. I remember, you know, in my 20s, we'd go out on Broadway and people would just hand me a shot and I'd take it and I'd be sick the next day. I, you know, if I, look at, if I would go back, I'd just be like, no, thanks. Don't drink. Or not, I want to have water instead. It's okay to set boundaries. If somebody asks you to watch their kid when you had plans to watch Netflix, well, you kind of want to do the right thing and you want to help out. But if that's the only night you have for yourself, say no. Say, sorry, I can't watch the child. I have other plans. It's okay. You've got to put yourself first because if you don't, you're going to be pouring from an empty glass. So it is okay to say no. If somebody asks you for a favor that you really don't want to do, if you've got other plans, go ahead and say no. If you don't want to, because if you make other commitments that you don't want to do, you're just going to drain your energy and your energy should be put towards bettering the world. And you can't do that if you're draining your energy. So be okay with saying no. Number 13, that is my favorite number. And number 13 is stop letting other people label you. And again, people label you as a form of judgment and sometimes they'll label you if they're insecure with you. So just an example, growing up, my dad was a pastor. So I was like, oh, it's the preacher's daughter. She shouldn't wear that because she's the preacher's daughter. She shouldn't say that because, and it was just so tiring because people wanted to put my personality and my parents in a box. They wanted me to be some like Jamie Sullivan person because my dad, what my dad did for a living. But, you know, we grew up in a more liberal United Methodist household. So what their vision of what the daughter of somebody should be or do is just narrow-sighted. It comes from a place of ignorance, but we do this sometimes. We label people. We're like, oh, this is the this is the athletic one in the group. Oh, this is Miss Healthy, Miss Organic. Oh yeah, yeah, no, he's he's a Republican. Be careful around him. You know, we do this, we label people and we really shouldn't. You know, your opinions, your hobbies, whatever, it's it's not it's a small part of who you are. It's not who you are. So don't let people label you and oh, also don't label yourself. Don't let pressures from social media, people on Instagram that live this like fabulous life and have the perfect photo every time. They're kind of putting labels on themselves, but 
everything that we are is not on the label. Challenge people to get to know you for who you are and actually sit down and listen to you. If they label you, they're not your friend. They just see a certain version of you. They don't really care about you. So stop letting people label you, stand up for yourself and say, no, I'm a lot more than what you're seeing. Number 14, true connection does not come from impressing others. And that's something we all want to do. We want people to be impressed by us. We want people to be impressed by our job titles. We want people to be impressed by what we do for a workout, how fit we are. We want people to be impressed by what we know. If we have hobbies, if we know different languages, we want to impress other people. But people that are meant to be in your life, your true friends and your true connections, they might be impressed by you, but they're not going to necessarily be connected to you. People are going to be connected to you and how you relate to them and what energy you bring into their life and how you encourage them. So be the kind of person that encourages others. The most interesting person in the room is the most interested person in the room. Ask a lot of open-ended questions about that person. Get to know them, and that way you won't label them. That way they won't label you. Ask those questions, open-ended questions. And when you find the right people, it's okay to be vulnerable. Now, being vulnerable is kind of hyped up right now by a lot of authors being hyped up in the church, but be careful who you're vulnerable around because not everybody is your cheerleader and not everybody wants to use your vulnerability in their best interest. I've had situations where I've been vulnerable and then felt judged in return. And I know being vulnerable, you're not supposed to be worried about that, but I'm only going to be vulnerable to somebody that's going to encourage me and help me through that and connect with me. I'm not going to be vulnerable in front of somebody that's going to lord over me. So again, that kind of goes with it. Like no vulnerability is hyped up, but make sure you're connecting with people based on what they're passionate about, what they love doing. It can be anything from what books they're reading, what they're streaming on Netflix, what their favorite thing to cook is, but make sure you're showing interest in them as they show interest in you but not oppress, impressing them. And I'm an Enneagram 3, so I struggle with this a lot, but not impressing people, but just connecting with them as, who, as they are and having people connect with you as you are. Number 15, books are always better than the TV series and the movies. Don't ever watch a TV series, including Game of Thrones or You or the You on Netflix. And think what else is based on a book. Oh, little fires everywhere. If you know it's based on the book, read the book first because the book is always going to be better. There's nothing wrong with watching the movie afterwards to follow up and see how it plays out, but books are always going to be better. And that's just my personal opinion. I prefer to read more than I do watch TV. It makes me nerdy and I'm going to own that nerdiness, but I'm, I've already read seven books in the month of January and I'm not stopping from there. So books are always better. And number 16 Listen and connect with people who have different opinions than you. Now, this is really tough because there's been so much political divisiveness. But what we're seeing on TV, we're seeing a small portion of people with the differing opinions. That's not every... So the people that were storming the Capitol, that wasn't every Trump supporter. The people that were, let's say, you know, looting businesses and destroying them, that's not every Democrat. But if you were to watch Fox News or CNN, you'd think that every, that every Trump supporter 
was this type of person or that every Democrat was this type of person. It's just not that way. Don't let the mainstream media tell you what someone else is. Go and meet somebody with a different political view than you. Make friends with people, and I've been very intentional about this, make friends with people who have a different religion than you because that religion that they have is probably going to have a lot more in common with your religion than you realize. But make friends with people of different lifestyle than you and especially make friends in this day and age, have friends and listen to people of a different race than you. And right now we've seen how much divisiveness is out there. We've seen how much hate is out there based on superficial appearances. And, you know, we have been divided. We've been living our lives differently. We've had different experiences in life. Listen to that. So be intentional about making friends who've had a different upbringing than you, a different race than you, a different religion than you, and different political opinions than you. You will be amazed at what you can learn. All right, we are at number 17. 17, faith. My faith is very important to me. But something I've learned within five years, actually, is that faith is not in how I behave, but how I believe. And we'll say it again. Faith is not how I behave, but how I believe. And the reason I say this is, again, people putting labels on me growing up. I was told, not by my parents, because they were actually very open-minded and very intentional and very liberal and very accepting of, you know, just everyone in all lifestyles, all religions. But people told me that I shouldn't dress in certain things. I wore a tube top dress to one of the churches my dad served at. And people were judging me for that. They're like, I can't believe that you let your daughter wear this tube top dress. Well, three other girls in the church who weren't pastors are wearing the same type of dress that Sunday. Or if I said a swear word, who doesn't? Who doesn't get road rage? Who doesn't drop F-bombs every now and then? I won't do it on the show, but who doesn't? And people are like, oh my gosh, she dropped the F-bomb. Doesn't she go to church? And even recently, I was playing Cards Against Humanity online. My friends are like, I can't believe you're playing this game. And I'm like, what kind of label have you put on me? What kind of person do you think I am? It's just, and that's just something that people get in mind And people even put this in my head when I was younger that I shouldn't listen to certain music. I shouldn't say certain things. If I'm really a Christian, I shouldn't behave this way or be friends with certain types of people. Well, their religion, and I I say Christian because that's, that's what I practice, but this podcast is a safe space for all types of faiths. But when I say I'm a Christian, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, that I'm a goody two shoes because I'm not. I'm saying that I believe in a higher power. I believe there's some there's a higher power that God is someone that is helping me get through life that has a plan for my life. I'm also saying that my faith means being compassionate towards others. And compassion is the opposite of judgment. Love is the opposite of judgment. There's a book I read. I've actually read it twice already, and it's so powerful. It's called Judgment Detox by Gabrielle Bernstein. And it talks about different forms of judgment that we have towards each other. And sometimes we use judgment to defend ourselves against judgment. So when people, or just growing up in a church setting, when other Christians judged me, telling me that I wasn't Christian enough, I automatically judged them. Be like, well, they're just a little wound up, tight, goody, two-shoe, 
holier than thou twat. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, I've actually said that because I feel like when I'm judged, I have to use judgment and defense, but something I've learned too is to break the cycle in that. And we've got to stop judging, putting labels on our faith and putting labels on other people's faith because it's not in how you behave. It's not in, you know, following the law. Being a Christian is not following the law of Moses. It is your heart. It is loving God and loving people. It's that simple. And that's where most religion comes from. Most religions, Judaism, Muslim, a lot of the newer age religions, it comes from living in a place of love. And that's why I said earlier, be friends with people who have a different religion than you because it's going to deepen your spiritual beliefs. And you're going to learn that we are all connected in more ways than you may have once realized. So there goes my faith. And the other, I'm going to pull up this quote real quick. It's um, from Sex in, the, Sex in the City, Carrie Bradshaw, and it's about relationships. Let me bring it up real quick. But it's one of the last quotes that Carrie Bradshaw said. And to paraphrase it, it is talking about, here it is. It says, the most exciting challenging and significant relationship is the one you have with yourself. And if you find someone to love the love that you love, well, that's just fabulous. And what she's saying is the most important relationship is the one with yourself. And what that means by that, think about how you talk to yourself every morning. Think about what you do for yourself. Do you treat yourself? Now, treating yourself does not mean you have to spend a thousand bucks at the spa. Treating yourself can just mean getting a latte or doing your favorite workout, taking some time for yourself. But think about how you treat yourself, how you see yourself, and what labels you're putting on yourself, and the people you surround yourself with, because the people that you're around is a reflection of yourself. So that's just a huge lesson. That's something I remember hearing, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, self-confidence, self-love, but it just rings truer every year, is the best, most the most important relationship that you're going to have is the relationship that you have with you, the person you see in the mirror. That's what's going to help you grow. That's the relationship that's going to help you learn. And that's the relationship that's going to be the most rewarding. And you're going to attract self-love means you're going to attract the positive people in your life, the people that are celebrating your birthday with you, that are encouraging you, that are supporting your dreams. All in all, self-love is the most important love and make sure that you can be your own best friend when necessary or actually it's always necessary. So number 19. Number 19, you should be unabashedly and unashamed of what you love and care about. If you are a foodie, Talk about it. Talk about the restaurants you try. Brag about that. Find other foodies. If you love the trails, talk about where you've hiked. Talk about some of the most challenging hikes. Talk about some of the things you've learned with hiking. Find a hiking meetup group, other people to hike with. If you are a savvy fashionista, if you're somebody that's finding $4 Kate Spade purses at Goodwill, tell everyone about it. The reason I say this is sharing your passion is contagious. And when you share what you're passionate about, it just creates positive energy in the room. It's also going to allow people to learn from you. 
to get suggestions from you. It's going to motivate them to find something they love. So just be unashamed of what you love you care about. If you also, if you're one of these people, if you're a crazy pet person like me, if you love your cat or your dog, show that cat or dog off, brag about them, talk about how much you love them. May inspire the other person to get a pet and adopt a shelter pet and you know give that animal a better life. So again, when you share the love, you spread the love. And that includes the things in life, the food, the fashion, the traveling, the things that you're passionate about. Passion creates passion and motivates passion. And we just need more positivity and passion in this world today. Then number 20. Number 20 kind of relays back to this podcast and relays back to celebrating a birthday. And that is, it's never too early or too late to pursue what lights your soul on fire, what you really want in life. I have friends who are in their mid-30s that are changing careers. I have a friend that left her corporate job to sell houses. I know people that um chasing other goals. I have a friend that was a teacher and then decided she wanted to go into the medical field in her 30s and 40s. I've known people... Again, I said this earlier, I had a uh, veterinary technician. She was a nurse her whole life, and she decided to go back and be a veterinary technician, and she loves what she does, and you can definitely see that. So whatever it is your dream is in life, it's never too late to do that. I mentioned that I wanted to start a podcast and do a professional Instagram page, and you know, somebody did say to me once, they're like, well, you know, you've got a lot of people doing that now. There's so many people starting podcasts. Well, why can't I? I've known since I was a kid, like a little kid, that I wanted to entertain people, that I wanted to have a platform and share the things I've learned with the world. I know, you know, what I'm telling you guys may not be the first time you've heard some of these pieces of advice, but there's somebody out there that probably needs to hear it. And I, it really doesn't matter because I'm getting so much love and happiness just sharing with you guys, sharing what I've learned and having this platform to do it. And I, nothing makes me happier than hearing people say, Hey, I loved this episode of the podcast where you interviewed the two business owners, or I was cracking up when you talked about how HOA didn't like your Pennywise decorations. I love that you told me about Aldi because I shop there all the time. I mean, just nothing makes me happier than hearing people that have listened to this podcast and enjoyed it. Even you know, weeks later, I had somebody write to me asking for advice. Someone I never met in my life asked me for advice. And I did my best shot at giving this person advice on this podcast. So whatever it is that makes you happy, go for it. That doesn't mean you have to quit your corporate job. That doesn't mean that, well, it just, I mean, whatever it is, it doesn't, it doesn't mean there's always going to be time for finding what makes you happy. If you want to write a book, do it. I have a client that's right now getting ready to be published because his goal has always been to be a writer. He's a science fiction writer. And I didn't know much about him until he told me this. And we talked on, on and on and on about our favorite books. But then anyways, my point is you've got to be doing what makes you happy. And that includes your full-time job. That includes your side hustles. You, you're not happy. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're going to be one-upped. And you're not going to do a great job. I mean, you're going to be mediocre at what you do if you're not passionate. So passion is everything and lead with your heart. So 
I um, just want to say this. Those are my 20 tips. I hope you enjoyed each and every one of them, but I would really love it too if you guys want to engage with me on Instagram and share some of the things that you would tell your younger self because it's just always fun to hear what other people would say or let me know what you think about my advice or some of my tips. But anyways, thanks again for tuning in to the Budget Babe podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. And I hope you have an amazing week and I will talk to you again next time. Thanks again. Hey again, it's Ella from Budget Babe Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you would leave a review, letting me know what you think. Also, feel free to follow me on Instagram, Ella Konomic, E-L-L-A-C-O-N-O-M-I-C. I would love to connect with you and hear what you think. Thanks again.